All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Stoppage Time Stooges podcast. Andrew, alongside Christian, Jacob, Ricardo, and for another week of mayhem, hopefully. You want mayhem on this podcast, right? Depends on where it's coming from. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Jacob, you're, you've had a uh, decent week. We'll get to that a little later. First, we got Champions League because the other round of 16 matches happened this week. Half of them happened last week. Now we got some more this week. Um, boys, let's start off. We'll, we'll start off at the San Siro. Let, let, let's start off with a match that happened yesterday. Inter Milan and Atletico Madrid. Oh, man. Um, I thought I was expecting draw most of this match. And then out of nowhere... Inter finishes it one nil. What do you boys think about this, Jacob? Are Inter the best team in the world? I I, I think they're the, there. I'll get I'll get I'll tell you this: they're the most disrespected team in the world right now. I mean, how ahead are they in Syria? They're they're on pace mm. to have hundred points. I think points. Is, I think the last time it was done by a Conte side for Juve. I think one hundred and two points. Correct. Yeah, it was uh, 2015 sixteen. I think. Okay, so they're on pace to do that. Is it? And I think I saw you guys share something that they did not give up a shot on target yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> look, the, the Inter are what Thomas Tuchel and Jose Mourinho wish they were doing. <laughs> Winning ugly. No, it's true. I don't know if I don't. I don't think it was ugly. Well, I mean, one nothing. Like, it's not like it's never going to be like this, you know. Sure. It's always grit and grind. That's what I, I guess I'm trying to. That's um, true. Convey, you know, two teams that are mirror each other, in my opinion, as far as the style and the way that they play, and Inter got the job done, and that's what they've been doing for almost all year. They just find ways to win. It, it's it, you know, whether, whether you expect it to happen or you don't, you don't expect it to happen. They find ways to win. I, that's why I think they're such a formidable side. Also. They last year they were they were really close. I mean, yes, they played a much better team in City, but they only lost one nothing. They were right there on the verge of winning a, a Champions League, and I think that that's probably motivated them to um do it again, uh, do it, uh, do go all the way this time around. We meant, I mean, they lost Andrea Nana. They replaced him with Ian Summer, who I has the most clean. I think has the most clean sheets in all of Europe uh, as far as domestically, and I I don't know about the Champions League, but. Another clean sheet for Inter. Seems like it's what they do best is just defend and, you know, keep the other team from scoring. And again, they, they did it again. They got the job done. Obviously, you know, one nothing. It's not a comfortable lead, but it's it's a positive result. And if you're Inter, I'm, they were they they were away. Were they at home or away? Inter were at home. Okay, they were at home. All right, you maybe would have liked to do a little better, but it's it's better than being down one nothing or it being 1-1. So that's how I would take it if I'm Inter. Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. I thought Marco Arnautovic was dreadful for large stretches of that second half. Yeah. Thankfully, he gets a goal uh, with a bit of fortune, and if he doesn't get that, it looks a lot of, a lot different. I think Madrid was 10 to 15 minutes away from getting a massive result, which I think if they had drawn this game, I would – pick Madrid to win that second leg and eventually advance. Uh, I just think we've talked about it on numerous occasions. They are so tough to beat at home. I, I It's the record over the last calendar year at 
the at their home field is is insane. It doesn't um they just feel like they can't be beaten in that area and Inter thankfully got a goal um in the 79th minute, but I thought Latero Martinez was not very good uh, and I his ex, his expectations are very high cuz I think he's the third leading goal scorer in Europe's top five leagues this season um, behind Mbappe. And I don't know who's second, but he he needs to be better in that second leg, I think, for them to put this away. I thought the best player on the field was uh, Nico Barella. Yeah. His balls into the box, causing problems, picking up the ball from deep. And I think the biggest miss for Madrid was Morata, who I didn't even think was going to be able to play in this game. Uh, he had – an injury maybe two weeks ago, and it seemed like he was going to miss three weeks at least. So he had one of the biggest chances for Madrid, and it went off target. But uh, I mean, it was right on him. He just whiffed yeah. it. He just whiffed I, it. He, he needs to be fully fit. It was, was going to um, be a header, too. It was his specialty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, um, getting, I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he didn't do it as, as often maybe at Chelsea, but – <laughs> uh, I think I think he's been one of the most consistent strikers this season um, in Europe. It's remarkable the levels he's putting up. And I think Griezmann, I don't know if you guys watched that game, but every time he picked up the ball, it seemed like it was near the halfway line. Yeah. And he had to drop very deep. And that's a credit to what Jacob mentioned in the defense. Um, Inter is just so compact defensively. They Their three center backs are always communicating and they understand where they need to be. And – Griezmann and Morata need to be much more impactful near the final third if, if Madrid's going to win the second leg because, um, as Inter usually do, they, they defend incredibly well. I, I think Jan Sommer's got more clean sheets than goals allowed in all competitions this season. So, I mean, that's, that just alludes, that just points crazy. to what you talked about. So, right now, going into the second leg, I would favor Inter just because this plays right into their hands. They can counterattack, and assuming Marcus Thram is healthy, um, in March, I think Inter are in a better spot. If this, if this game was nil-nil going to the second leg, I think Madrid wins. Uh, but with Inter ahead, I would pick the team that got to the final to ultimately Lance for the quarters. Man, they should have won by at least two or three. Arnautovic definitely had a couple chances. And I think it's just funny that for some reason, like away from home, it just sometimes feels like Atletico – kind of waits to get concede a goal to get going. Like it's almost like oh, they need a wake up call. It's only like slap them across the face, be like, oh, all right, it's time to go now. Like <laughs> it's kind of it's it's just kind of been a recurring theme for them. And um you can't do that though against you know it seems like Inter, especially with how well they are defensively set up. And uh I mean I mean it's just I mean they had to do more. Um, I mean, yeah, they eventually woke up and had a couple chances, as you said, Christian, but I just, it, it wasn't, I mean, they couldn't break Inter down at all. Um, and that's more, I mean, yeah, credit to Inter, but also just Atletico struggling to find spaces and putting balls in. And like you said, Griezmann having to come back and get the ball at the halfway line, like that's not really what he wants to be doing, but um you know, and it's just what they had to do because they couldn't find ways to break down Inter. So um, I, I would say, yeah, Inter definitely deserves. Um, I mean, I, I would probably think that they're going to go through, even though I said in my prediction, I'd let the goal would go through. But 
you know, it's fine. It, it's a win for me either way because I had <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, yeah, Inter doing me a favor one way or the other, but um, yeah, I, I mean, it's just yeah, Inter showing, you know, their not their true colors, but showing who they like are, and on the biggest stage, you know, they're showing up and really, you know, making an argument again to get to that final. Um, but yeah, they did very well yesterday. That's just what happens when you play in front of Kanye West and Ty Dollars. That was a funny Sky Cam image. That was weird. Um, oh yeah, him wearing the mask. I love that they could tell that that was him. You know, because, <laughs> you, know, you know, who else would wear that? Who else? Who else? <laughs> but um, honestly, uh, Ricardo making a very important point. It felt like Inter should have won 5 nil, um, But Either way, I, I just like Ricardo, I had Atletico advancing as well. I am not so confident. Uh, I was hoping for a draw coming out of the San Siro, but uh, I mean, right now, I mean, everyone needs to step up on Atletico. They, 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 they just looked off all over the place. Like, yeah, it was one nil, and I know I said before it should have been. I thought it was gonna be a draw. But it felt like a complete domination from Inter, uh, at least in the second, from the second half on, once Arnautovic uh, came in. Um, but either way, uh, we head back to Madrid, and Atletico has some work to do. Um, and we'll see if Morata can, will be able to play a full um, 90 at that point. Because that would be a big help for them. But moving on, um, let's talk about the other match from yesterday. PSV and Borussia Dortmund uh, in Eindhoven. Oh, man. Christian, your guy, Daniel Malin. Yeah, I, I did mention. I, you know what's funny is I didn't realize that he had won a league title with PSV uh, back yeah. when he was in the Netherlands, which I know they, they talked about in the broadcast. Yeah. That was kind of poor defending by Serginio Dest, I would argue. You, know, you, yeah. you need to... Which, block that I mean, off, and I, of course the deflection, and it goes into the roof of the net. But two v one as well, it needs to be taken care of. That that's a really bad angle to be giving up a goal from. But you know they got a little fortune um, with a penalty. I don't know if you guys believe that was a penalty on um, it was Matt Hummels. I, I I think it wasn't. Um, yeah. But again, you know it's it's difficult to overturn, and Luke De Young who actually became PSV's all-time goal scorer in the competition, you know, continues his good form, which we didn't see it at Barca. And I think before that he was at Sevilla, but I mean, Hey, going home, I guess has really rejuvenated him. And I mean, there's a reason why PSV is so far ahead in the, you know, league. So I, I think Dortmund still very similar to Inter are going to feel good about themselves because they're so tough to be at home as well. And this is a young PSV team that, should have taken more of an advantage playing at home, I think, in the first leg. So I think Dortmund's in a good spot. Again, their form hasn't been ideal as of late, but I think given their experience in this competition and they'll be home, it's hard to see PSV going there and, and getting a good result. Yeah, I mean – oh, sorry, Ricardo. You go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say PSV, I feel like they, they had – in the first half, especially, they definitely had a few chances in front of net and just 
I forget his name. Who's uh their number ten? They're, sorry, their number. There's he's number ten, but no, plays is nine. Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, he had a few chances, man. US yeah, I know. I was like, I'm blanking his name, but um, yeah, he had a couple of decent chances in front of the net and just hit him wide, just scuffed him. I was like, man, those, those could have been key for the second leg. That's, oh my, yeah, inches, that, inches. I'm just like, just gotta be clinical on those. Like, those are the goals. Those are the mo- sorry. Those are the moments that matter a lot, especially when you're at home. It's just like you need to take advantage of those, and it just PSV didn't. And uh, yeah, that penalty. I mean, sure, it was soft. Yeah, it was, but it's not like it was undeserved you know they, the psv deserves something out of this game sure. i feel like but um I, like you said christian i think Dortmund probably has the upper hand in this because of their experience in the competition so but i'm not going to count psv i still think this is going to be one of these like, it's very even legs. it's 50 50 it feels yeah. i expect more goals i feel like I, they probably yeah. should have been more yesterday but i, I don't know it just this could be the highest scoring leg, second leg, I think, out of all the games. Just because you, there's so many unknowns. Just like I, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling for some reason. I mean, I mean, in, both goalkeepers have decent games too. Benitez and uh, and and uh, Meyer from Dortmund. I mean, each came up with four saves, and but like they're, I mean, Ser- Serginho Dest. Other than that. One mistake for Malin. Actually, mm-hmm. I thought had a solid. I thought it was one of his better defensive performances uh, of his career. Shows how bad of a defender he is. But um, I thought he. I thought he stood up pretty well. Uh, there was one point where, um, oh, who, who might have been Fulkrug was in transition, and, and Sergino Dest ran back full pace. <laughs> he used all all the muscle he had left in him, and uh, caught up to him, and. Uh, did well on the ball until he had some people come back. So he he had a solid defensive game, but I I like Ricardo expected more goals as well uh, from this type of matchup. How about you, Jacob? What do you think? I predicted one one in the first leg when we did our uh, prediction show. Uh, I don't I didn't, I did not have a very strong feeling on either of these teams. I said that as well beforehand. Um, match was you know sort of I guess what I expected, but. I don't know. I, I guess with Dortmund going back home, I'll give them the edge, and I I did when we were doing our predictions. I th- I think I said that they'd win two nothing back at home, but this could go either way. I don't think that either of these teams has a particular advantage over the other. I think this is a pretty evenly matched uh, contest. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I will not really be surprised uh, with any of these outcomes that could happen, unless one of them is, I guess, a blowout. Then I'd be surprised. But otherwise, I'm not gonna. I think it's going to shock me uh, from the second leg. So we'll see. Anything else in this matchup? Or, I don't know. There wasn't really. I think we, we hit the nail on the head with yeah. the key parts of this. Just a lot of missed chances. And uh, uh, it was a big result for Dortmund. Uh, they, should, they, should, they should be favored heading back home. But we move on to the matches that happened today. On Wednesday, and let's talk about uh oh, what do we want to start with? So let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I was gonna say because I I'm gonna be outraged about Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> so let's start with Napoli and Barca. Um, 
Another weird matchup. I, yeah. I, 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 I did not like watching this game. First, let me just make that clear. <laughs> I did not want like watching this game. I hated all the Xavi cutaways. Uh, it wasn't just to play on the pitch. It was just I did not like Xavi managing. Um, but I, I, I just it was just an ugly game. I mean, Barca had a few chances to start. I mean, Laminia Mall had a beautiful strike. It was a great oh, no. save. Napoli's keeper to uh it was Acosta. Um beautiful save by him. But um it ended up being one one at Napoli. Victor Osiman scores the equalizing goal and then leaves the pitch. Uh <laughs> subbed off. Uh, you know, just like Jacob drew it up. And I, I uh, would say Napoli's Osiman and a bag of chips. It's literally the team. Yep. I I, I, I totally agree. So you know what, Jacob, since you since you say that, uh, why don't you start off? I just love how this game was just dictated by the two strikers. I mean, I know Lewandowski's not yeah. what he used to be, but he's still, I don't know, he's not a scrub, and he's still pretty formidable, no. if you ask me. And Osi- Victor Osiman, who, you know, is the is the the light at the end of the tunnel uh, of darkness for Napoli right now, who can't figure out who's supposed to be coaching their team. Uh, I guess forgot that they won the Serie A last year. Or forgot w- what they did to do that. Um, I didn't know that their old manager was Einstein, but because um, <laughs> that's what it seems like. Uh, and yeah, I mean, another game. I I really hate to my own horn, but I, another game I actually predicted right the first thing. I think I predicted one one in the first leg. I'm I'm on fire with these first leg predictions. I think I had one one nothing for Inter Atleti. <laughs> one one for this, one one for Eindhoven, Dortmund. <laughs> if only I could predict our other games that the domestic cups or domestic leagues <laughs> any good, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the Osimhen goal, the defending that Martinez got. I mean, just stay up. Yeah. That's yeah. I know, like that's literally all you had to do was not attempt a slide tackle, and he wouldn't have scored that goal because Osimhen would be like, oh, that was easy. Let me just you know put that in the back of the net. So I don't know. I mean. I was thinking about the the eleven that I put out. He what was it? He has uh, why? I thought Pedri's a midfielder, isn't he? Supposed he to be is a midfielder, as, but I guess I, they didn't feel. Comfortable why is he going. playing up top? I don't. Know. I mean, I know Jao Felix stinks. Trust me, I know. But <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're gonna put Pedri there. I had an assist. Gonna, I thought he had a good did game. This guy, did this guy put Christensen as a midfielder? Christensen's recently been playing as a number six. Yeah, but I mean, who's who's a better who? I mean, who's their good number six? Is the question, I guess. I was going to say Romero. Frank Young's not a six. Christensen. They're playing Christensen as a midfielder. I didn't watch how they played over the weekend, so I don't know how. He's I hope he, I hope he's a better passer than he used to be. Oh my god, that 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 guy <laughs> used to hate getting the ball. Oh my god, when he got the ball, it was like, you know, hot potato, get rid of it. And I don't want it. <laughs> Ironically yeah. enough, he pe- he gave Messi an assist in the old Champions League game of Chelsea Barcelona, but that's neither here nor there. But, um... <laughs> Messi, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he's playing Cancelo left back, Kunde right back. I mean, is Sergio Roberto that bad? Uh, I don't you know. know you guys know better than me. I mean, I mean, they did pay a heavy fee for Kunde, so you got to play him somewhere. I know, but is he? But he's just, but he, isn't he a center half? He he's played right he back. Play right back. Right back yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know what? 
I'm not going to question Xavi, even though that's what you Be careful here. You can question him. We always do. Me and Andrew always do. I, 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 I watch and I kind of feel bad for the guy. He, awesome. he, looks, he's, he has like the face of like the sad clown. Well, here's the first thing I'm going to question. bad. Here's the first thing I'm going to question is, yes, I know. I Laminium is my X Factor. I don't think he should have played. Uh, I mean, I don't think he should have played. Been, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't think he should have been. Uh, sorry. For what I'm about to say next, I don't think he should have been the one to be subbed off for this. I, I would have played Jao Felix a little more if I were Xavi. Uh, 86 He's minutes out of the a little team lately. Late. I don't know why. Why is Rafinha on the bench? Because. Because Rafinha is not good. I think coming back oh, from an injury as well. No, no, no. He's not good. I don't like Wasn't Rafinha Wasn't that one of Xavi's guys? I thought he, they, he yeah, is one of Xavi's guy. guys. That's what he Lead, says about former, former Leeds guy. <laughs> but, uh, but, oh, um, full price. No, no, no. But um, I, 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 felt, I felt like there was more way to insert Jao Felix because, I mean, I know he's had this little bit of a falling out with the club, but, I mean, I thought he's performed decently for them. This season, he's definitely been better than his Chelsea year, uh, his Chelsea half year last year. I mean, definitely much better than that. Yeah, he, he got sent off in his first game for Chelsea, so it can't yeah. get much worse. <laughs> so I, I, I just feel like there's a better way to set up this. He this also 11. has three goals and an assist in six Champions League games. So I don't know if that's counting today or not, but I mean, somebody said for that. But my point is, I, I think. I think Xavi stuck with the lineup a little too long. Um, when did he make his first Especially after the 80th 80 minute. Oh, my God. I, when man, I hate when managers take forever to make changes. It drives me so, nuts. Especially in a 1-1 game. Yes. Where oh, it's been God. it's been ugly throughout. Like, even the Lewandowski goal was ugly, too. Yeah. It's one thing um, if you, you don't have anyone on the bench and you're like, you know, you're you're hamstrung by injuries and you really need to stick with the 11. But when you have options, it's a little like it was, just, it was just strange for me uh, with Xavi. Um, but anyways, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a, a point of view from the opposite end. It's kind of bizarre that Napoli is now on their third manager of the season. Yeah. And <laughs> it occurred two days before their Champions League match. And this guy is also managing a national team right now. <laughs> and it somehow is, it was agreed upon. It, what? Mean, yeah. I guess this is very similar to the Emma Hayes situation with the Slo- women's Slovakia. national team. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting situation. Um, but um, I thought the – and I saw this on my timeline. I didn't watch the game and for – uh, one game uh, being domestically, I had a lot of my <laughs> focus on, but um, <laughs> apparently something that really changed the game um, in that last 25 minutes was subbing off Kavara for uh, Lundstrom, the uh, player they got from, I believe it was Frankfurt in the Bundesliga this summer. Apparently Kavara was not very good today. I, you guys may have watched the game in full, um, but that's kind of been a, a theme throughout the season, which is kind of mm-hmm. why I had him as my X factor. Cause You'd figure all Men's back in that would you know draw some attention, give him some more freedom off the left. But um, apparently, wasn't very good today. And Lundstrom was involved in that goal. I think he had the pass to Engiza, who then fed Ozyman. So 
You know, this manager apparently is at least a little more proactive than Mazzari or Garcia, who apparently didn't even watch the team coming into his new job. So um, it's, it's, uh, like, it's like Mike McCarthy. <laughs> don't get I, watched, I watched all the Cowboy games. Yeah, yeah. He lied. They admitted he lied and nothing happened. <laughs> um, God uh, I'm so sorry. I, I also I love I love how that the, the Calzona <laughs> news was reported too, because it was like Mazzari has been sacked. By the way, they are they have agreed upon to a deal with uh, Francesco Calzona. It's so <laughs> like it literally came at the same exact time the, news, <laughs> the sacking and then the hiring. It's hilarious. Um, Almost as hilarious as the Roy Hodgson uh, situation. Oh, Almost as hilarious. They, they've done him so badly. <laughs> but um, uh, anyways, neither here nor there. Yeah, well, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the second leg goes in this one. I, yeah, I think. I mean, I'm the only one who took Napoli, and I mean, I feel. <laughs> I thought I feel Ricardo like, took. Na- no, I took Barca. No, I, everybody oh, took Barca except me. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I feel okay from a Napoli perspective right now, and. Again, we've seen Barca have so many bad implosions at home. Um, the Villarreal <laughs> yeah, match that's, that's, is that's probably the first that. one that comes to you mind. Don't, uh, you don't know, so. So, I don't, I don't feel any better about Barca um, after this match. You know, you get a good result in Naples, but how consistent have they been? That's It's not good enough for me. Uh, so... I don't know. This is, again, one of these matches and these ties where it, I think this could go either way still. Uh, that's how I see it. I know you guys are a little more in favor of Barca because Napoli have been maybe the biggest mess in Europe. So I don't I don't know. I, I think this is going to be very interesting in the second leg. I mean, Barca's up there for, for messes too. But yeah. honestly, can we just settle this with like rock, paper, scissors? Like this is just... <laughs> This game, it just it like literally can go either way, but it's just like you guys. I don't know. The game wasn't that fun to watch. No, Napoli was. Disgusting. I mean, not much of a threat, like attacking wise. And Barca, I mean, I mean, they didn't capitalize on their chances either with a few that they had. But oh man, this game is as mid as you could have written it up. Honestly, even with everything going on, but it's it's just like there's nothing that intriguing about it it's just like yeah you got Austin when you got Lewandowski Barca probably has more notable players but it's just like it just doesn't gel together I don't know no, just, there's no juice no. yeah there, there's no cohesive I don't know cohesion cohesiveness whatever the word is to describe it but it's just I don't know tactics strange all the, the drama with Napoli's manager strange it's just like I, I don't know I, I just want this to be over because this is even though it's like big clubs and I also hate Barca, obviously, it's just like, I just want it to be over with. Cause this is just a mess. Just, <laughs> You're going to have to wait till mid March. So I'm and just hoping that wins, but I, I still think Barca is going to find a way, but I hope they choke as they have shown they are capable of doing. I don't know. I, I just, this game has just <laughs> annoyed me. <laughs> And I've said this for a while, but I despise those Barca away kits. Or the third kits, excuse me, the third kits. The yellow ones. Despise those kits. Yeah, they are disgusting. Yeah, they are. Ugh. Thank you. And I, the, the swoosh is on the sleeve, just like, oh, God, I, I hate that. Um, 
but so I would I would have said that was like uh, the ugliest game to watch all day. Oh, but yeah, here we go. So, right, side yeah. side by side. I mean, this was the worst I think Champions League watching experience. Thank goodness I had the Liverpool Luton on as well, because that was actually kind of entertaining. Um, not for Christian. Um, second half, but the first half was not entertaining, is what I'm saying. Ooh, one bad half. Ooh, you must have stop, really been suffering. Stop. They stop. really had us in the first half. Anyways, they... <laughs> okay, we need context for that. Uh, we'll explain the context when we talk about Liverpool. Uh, we got to talk Porto and Arsenal, though, because then Mikel Arteta just like tell these guys don't show up, like don't play. I think he told them that like this we're we're actually redoing the FA Cup game against Liverpool. <laughs> it's this a remake. Newcastle, this is the Newcastle one nothing loss where I'm gonna cry about a call that was. Not even that bad that cost us a game. But I mean they to be honest, they should have lost two nil this match. I mean they the first half. It hit both posts. A screamer that hits both posts. Oh my god. And then I was like that I was I was scared from that point on. And of course, I context. I have Arsenal winning the Champions League this season. Not as confident. Over, over Bayern, right? Uh, over Bayern. That's right. That's right. Two of the worst. That might be, that might be dead and done clubs. by the time we get to mid March. But at least <laughs> I picked PSG. At least I picked PSG over Real Sociedad. Oh, so uh, did I. But back, back, back to that. Back to the match. Christian's right. Um. I mean, I, I, like, this is just no, no consistent attacking from Arsenal. You would have thought, I mean, they have that clear, I mean, come on, clear talent advantage over Porto. But it's just, this was the definition of like heart and desire <laughs> leading to a, a victory for a club. And I mean, Porto, I mean, um, Goodness gracious, uh, Pepe still playing. <laughs> it's still playing and having a, a decent match as a center back. Love that guy. Uh, but, like, I mean, how old is he now? I mean, God. 40. 40, 40 God. But um, this was the worst game of the entire round of 16. Um, other than, I, I mean, if you're a Porto supporter, I guess <laughs> – yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, God, I can't imagine being a, I cannot imagine being a Arsenal fan TV right now. I, 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 I cannot, I cannot imagine what they're saying over there. Oh, I, I got to turn that on when we're done. I can, I cannot imagine. Uh, seven years waiting for a Champions League round of sixteen appearance like this, and it's just an absolute stinker of a first leg. We'll see what happens when they get back to the Emirates. Um, they should. I, I still think they'll be favored. I mean, they got to be favored by. They the should. Sl- they will, and they should be. They should be. Yes. Um, but it they, they got a little bit of a hill to climb now, uh, and we'll see if they show up. But I think I trust this group of of players to come back, and. Uh, We'll see if they can end up with at least a 2-0 win. But We'll see how they deal with real pressure. 
Yes. You know, and I think, they, have, they, they haven't yeah. been in a lot of spots like this. They're a young team. They haven't yeah. played serious. I mean, Champions League football, I know that they've been in Europa Leagues and stuff like that, but they haven't been in this kind of spot in a while. And I think today it probably showed uh, that maybe the moment seemed a little too big for them. I mean, if they lose to Porto, that is like, talk about a letdown. I mean, with all the momentum they've had recently, all the talent that they have, this is a very favorable matchup for them to win. Mm-hmm. And I know they've done one nothing. I don't care. They it's if they don't win that game at home, it's a tremendous letdown to me. And also, don't forget, this is a, a club that <laughs> bottled away <laughs> the uh, the Prem last season too. Good point. So this yeah. would be back to back years uh, of just absolute. Oh, that'd be nice. Just <laughs> sadness. Oh, which, Ricardo and Andrew, the way you guys feel about Barcelona and Atletico, that's how I feel about Arsenal. Okay, I hate Arsenal. You should. Good. I love watching. (laughs) I love watching them crumble. (laughs) Even though I I picked them because I I try to take my bias out of it, I I would not. I'm not going to be upset if they don't go through. (laughs) Very very similar to uh, Atleti for Ricardo. Yeah, them too. I feel. I feel like uh, I hate a lot of teams. The more I think about it, but. PSG. You know, that's just how it is, you know. <laughs> PSG's in there too. Maybe City's getting up there. But no, going back to this game, like maybe Arsenal just overlooked Porto. Maybe that's what it was because it just feels yeah. like they weren't as prepared. Like what happened? You scored 10 goals in your last two games and where did they go now? Like <laughs> you just crapped the bed. You just totally forgot how to score. I, I, don't, I don't know. It was just such a – I mean, Porto, yeah, they – I think I saw a stat where it's like the ball was in play for like 50 minutes, which is ridiculously low. I mean, again, credit to Porto there for like really setting up well and not allowing much and, and just being scrappy. And what was it, 30 something fouls committed in this game, too? That I think was it was, a, I think it was a record for a knockout game. Yeah. So, I mean, and then they got the goal in the end, which you could argue, you know. Uh, Raya maybe could have been positioned better. Not, I don't know. That's there's been some criticism there on his part because he was a bit far out. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say something like, why is he so like far out? Like off his line. Because if if he's at the line, he can move better. Where you know, because it wasn't like the guy hit it with a lot of power. I mean, it was it was was, tremendous. A lot of of swerve. A lot of swerve. Nice watch though. (laughs) No, it was it was a tremendous goal. But I'm like, what do you like? What are you trying to get the ball? I mean, I'm like, I don't know. You know what? I mean, David, this whole David Raya thing has been a lot of karma to me. And I, I just wonder what Aaron Ramsdale feels watching a lot of these games. Because I know yeah. Arsenal have been very good this year. I don't think David Raya has been that good. I just, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not overly impressed. He's, he's not a he's reason fine. why they're good. He's fine. I, like, yeah, the center halves are more of the reason why right. they're that's defending good. Because good. they probably, that, that's probably right now the best center half partnership in the world. Yes, me. Yep. On form, yeah, and yeah. I think um, I wanted to mention this too. I there's just not a lot of experience at this level uh, in the Champions League or really any knockout games in Europe. I mean, Pepe's got more uh, Champions League knockout games than the entire <laughs> squad combined. You know, intimidator. You know who has experience for Arsenal? I don't know where you're Say going it. with this. Freaking Kai Havertz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jorginho. There were only two oh, players yeah, in the yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> you know, if you had Gabby Jesus, that adds a third. But oh yeah, I forgot. None, of, them, yeah. none of these players have played in the Champions League knockout games. Zinchenko, Rice, yeah. Declan Rice won a Conference League last year, and these players are <laughs> just mentioned Jake that means, earlier. That means nothing. Uh, played in the Europa League. <laughs> it just doesn't, you know, add up at that same level. And I think a lot of naivety in this in this game to me, and especially yeah. late. You know, if they walked out of that game with a nil-nil draw, I'd, I'd feel pretty good from an Arsenal perspective. It, it's not an easy place You'd to go. Better. You'd feel better. The Emirates are not is not a place that a lot of teams I don't think go well go to and see themselves winning. And I don't know what Porto's record is in England. Uh, you know, in the Champions League against all teams, but uh, I would have to believe that they they don't have a good record there. So I still think Arsenal are going to be fine but there is a lot of pressure for a young squad that hasn't been in this situation in seven years, as you guys talked about. So I don't feel like it's a hundred percent certain because I mean, Gailano, the guy that scored has the most goal involvements in the competition this season, which mm-hmm. shouldn't go under the radar. And no, I, I know, I, I know Fab tweeted uh, tonight about his release clause being raised, I think to 60 million. So he's going to be a guy that's on the market in the summer. That's going to be attracted by the biggest clubs. So they, they don't have elite talent maybe, but it's, it's a pretty good squad. That's got experience. This club's got pedigree in this competition. That, they have a lot of heart. Control. You could probably say that about them. They have a yeah. lot of heart. I just think Arsenal, I mean, Martinelli giving the ball away in that scenario is just unacceptable. Guys, he's been so bad this year. It, it's just oh, been, I don't know what, ha- I don't understand why he's been this bad. I mean, wasn't he great last year and like pretty good the year before that? It's just it's very weird. His form drop off, but I, I don't know. We'll see if he can figure it out at some point this year. The claw clock's running out. Yeah. I, I just think giving the ball away in that scenario, trying to play it, over you know multiple defenders and trying to find I think it was Odegaard and a second player it was like a 2v1 on the opposite end I get the aggressiveness to try to go find a winner late but you know losing the game like that is just unacceptable especially when you work so hard to get a draw and a positive result and I think Rice was also kind of at fault in that goal to me as well he didn't close down Gailano he was kind of just you know giving him one way to go, which was towards the middle of, of the field. But uh, you have to close him down and, and try to get a tackle in there to me. Of course, Raya probably should be closer to his goal line, but multiple players are at fault. I think Martinelli and, and Rice are certainly responsible for that goal. So uh, Arsenal, that was probably one of their worst performances of the, of the season, given circumstances. It just was, where was Saka? Where was, uh, you know, Trossard for his minutes on the field? I just don't think they showed up and maybe they overlooked Porto. It was just not a good performance from start to finish. I just, I don't, I don't get how you overlook a club when you've waited so long to get to this point. That's what's so baffling to me of Arsenal right now. But like we've been saying, the Emirates is a tough place to play for a visiting squad. We'll see if Arsenal can turn it up there. Moving on from the Champions League. That's enough Champions League talk until... Maybe March. Maybe a little sooner. Uh, Thomas Tuchel. One, one of the many fraud managers in the oh, world man. right now of club football. Hey, what do you mean about Champions League? He's a fraud. So did, so did Roberto Di Matteo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Thomas Tuchel, who who at the beginning of the year said, "Hey, Kane, nice to meet you," <laughs> goes uh, announces that he and Bayern have mutually decided to part ways at the end of this season. I love I love this new uh, trend. Chavi, it's the Chavi. I'm fed up for that. The choppy. No, Ricardo, I do agree with you. It's it's just hilarious. I mean, I like it from a Klopp perspective. At least I can soak it all well, in. That's the thing. That's the thing. If these people think they're going to – I mean, Xavi, I, he's a club legend. Sure. I can Fine. kind of see that. Fine. He's one of the, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest players I, ever. But Tuchel, this is insane oh. to me. This, this, this is, I, I, it's because they don't the want to do what they had to do last year. They don't want to do it again. They don't want to admit that they have egg on their I'm face. From a like, financial what? perspective, it makes sense. But other than that, it, not really. I mean, I, I never got I, – I, I get the, finan- the financial aspect. From a football perspective, never got why they sacked Nagelsmann. Yeah. Uh, didn't it, it, you? Uh, if I'm him, I just love the fact that he was at that the, that uh, game against Le- that three nothing debacle against Leverkusen. I imagine being him, he must have been laughing his you know sh- what off the whole time. <laughs> the Sean McVay of soccer. Let's let's pipe down a little bit. Let's him let's and his flannels. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Not funny. He man. loves he loves Matt Lafleur. There's a v- YouTube video of him and Matt Lafleur talking about. Oh, that's funny. Place. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that. So we can grab him to Matt instead of Sean McVay. That'd be a little bit Anyways, Yeah. But anyways, um, I, I never got – I mean, Tuchel was clearly just like a little placeholder hire like all along. He's, he's like the, he's the new Mourinho. I don't and know about that. that. I don't mean that in a nice way. And I'm yeah. – I, I, I still think that's a little harsh. Uh, so. Mourinho probably Mourinho, – Mourinho would have lasted three years. No, and, no, no, no. And they then they'd been, be in seventh. Oh my goodness! Yeah, in the final year, yeah, he would. They would be, yeah. <laughs> but after those three years, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it's been going for Mourinho. So at least Mourinho was just in a Europa League final, you know. Yeah, yeah Thomas Tuchel yeah. limped his way Thomas, to a Bundesliga yeah. title. Yeah, shouldn't have won it. Dortmund blew no. it. I still can't. I still think it's so funny how Harry Kane left Tottenham. To win trophies, he took the easy way out. He didn't go to Madrid. He didn't go to Man United. He went to Bayern Munich because he thought, "Oh, this will be easy." And they're not going to win anything. They're not going to win a single thing. I love this. Uh, I love this so much. Uh, once a Tottenham man, always a Tottenham man. <laughs> He's cursed Munich. He's just yeah. Like, he really rubs is. off like pixie dust. Yeah, but I mean. Like we've been saying, it doesn't help that Thomas Tuchel. No, I I know, and this is what, and I, I and I don't I like I just love all these Chelsea fans. Oh, oh, he missed Thomas Tuchel. Really? <laughs> I was I was happy we fired him. Do then. people not remember I mean, when he was? Sorry, he's, he's overrated. He is a chaos builder. He <laughs> rubs everyone in everyone's board the wrong way. Yeah, no one gets along with him. He's not fun to work with, obviously. He has, you know, he. It's like it's like you're on a ticking time bomb with the minute you hire him. <laughs> do, do people not remember the uh, Tukelaban memes? 
this this club terrorist. I Thomas mean, this Stuchel. guy he he if you he's like a vacuum for attacking players as far as their talent. <laughs> oh my god! All he does is take all the talent out of an attack, like all the the skill out of an attack, and just makes them like one nothing is good. That's the Palace Super <laughs> philosophy. Uh, no, I'm oh, I'm, I'm gonna miss. Oh, in in his. Uh, I mean, it's funny. Him and him and Doc Rivers started whining at around the same oh, time too. Oh, his, his <laughs> comments Tom, are terrible. Thomas Tuchel, his he's up there of the best whiners in the sport right now. I think. Oh. And, and too bad him and Javi, him and Javi are first ballot Hall of Fame whiners. <laughs> when it's all said and done, wait five years, they'll be they'll be in the whining Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know what to say. I mean, look at some of these losses. They lost three two to I don't even know how to say this. That was awful. Three nothing to Leverkusen. Um, yeah. One nothing to Werder Bremen. What else? They lost barely beat five uh, one to Eintracht the Frank Frankfurt. Game was dreadful. I mean, uh, I mean, ugh. I, I they I lost to Sacher Bruken. Whatever the. I love that you say that. <laughs> Is that at the Pokal? Yeah. So. Oh, oh yeah, they always lose now. They can't. They can't even <laughs> succeed in the cups that they're supposed to win. Everything was on a silver platter for this guy to yeah, succeed. Tuchel, I listen, uh, Bayern. Bring back Hansi Flick, and you'll be fine. He's no, the won't. only guy in the last seven years that actually had them stable, and It'll he made the stupid mistake. Be better. Yeah. He made the idiotic mistake of leaving that when he had everything under control. Should have never even left in the first place. That was a, on his part, a stupid decision, in my opinion. Uh, just, just sack him, please. Like, I, I, why? I just hate this oh, this trend. And I also it. love the fact that Xavi Alonso is going to be up for two teams. That he both played for it. Nah, please not Bayern. Please not. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, he did play for Bayern. I like forgot. <laughs> I'm like, you know. I mean, uh, German outlets are kind of tipping him to be the Bayern manager. I don't. It's all about what he wants. I mean, honestly, if I were him, from like a neutral perspective, I would rather stay at Leverkusen than go to Bayern. Like That's given this, situ- given this situation right now. And I think he would want to see how his team could perform in the Champions League. Yeah, but they're gonna. Yeah, but you know they're gonna dangle that money in his face. No, it, it's it's gonna happen. I mean, he's gonna wind up Bayern. Let's not act like Leverkusen doesn't have money now. No, they do. I'm not it's, denying that. They're, 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 they're owned by a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know that. Um, but again, I mean, Bayern, they'll use that whole. Oh, you know, we loved you when we when you played here. They'll try and pull him with that. I mean, you know, the Bayern, they, they just, it's like when you, they love to like every young German manager, it's like, oh, it's time for you to graduate. <laughs> yeah, you know, pretty much. <laughs> it's so like, you're tough. coming. No, whether you love, whether you want to or not, you know, you're coming on the trip. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how they get their managers. Prediction. <laughs> Here's a fun one. Prediction on where Thomas Tuchel ends up. Uh, oh wow, that's a what, great question. Um, what big what big European tired. teams? You, gonna... you, we can we can get creative for this one too. I'm gonna try and keep an answer that I won't get in trouble for. Because uh, <laughs> I have some ideas of where he belongs, but oh, that's a great question. I'm trying to think of a big team in Europe. Barcelona. 
that's, I mean, that's of, that's the number that's one. That's that. that would be so funny. That's oh, what yeah. I was thinking. Um, I mean, that's what you want. Because yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. I would love that too. That would be great. Please be my guest. Um, I get your bar, so. <laughs> If he I, really wants to manage, I know we mentioned uh, Porto's manager. Also, Sporting might be losing their manager too. Uh, uh, Ruben. Um, uh, what's what's his face? Uh, uh, Arimon, I think it's Ruben Arimon. I have a feeling um, that there's not going to be a job. But, of, there's not going to be a job that he wants for a while. Yeah, and you know, yeah, he, he can match Napoli. <laughs> oh God, please no! He can make that's, Victor that's the one big European uh, country he hasn't managed in. He's been in Germany, uh, England, France. He'll get Victor uh, Osimhen to score to go down to 15 Spain goals in well, all comps. But... That's what he'll do. <laughs> You know what would be actually hilarious, and now low key, I hope this happens, is if the German national team gets fed up with Nagelsmann. And they should. I was going to say that. They are him. I literally said that. <laughs> that would be terrible for them. Uh, that'd be amazing. No, that'd be great. <laughs> Well, oh, they're not man. going anywhere. Thomas, Thomas Tuchel's outfits. Oh, can't wait. Wouldn't wait. Stupid ball cap. <laughs> He's mini club. <laughs> he wishes. Uh, anyways, that's enough. That fraud. That fraud doesn't deserve this much time. But uh, it is funny to make fun of. It is fun to make fun of him. But speaking of uh, making fun of uh, people. Um, Jacob, it's it's now your time to talk about Chelsea. Um, it, it isn't the worst of circumstances. Come on, no, they drew but, Man City. But but Andrew, they had they had the game. They freaking had it, and they gave it up again. It's literally exactly what they did against Arsenal when they had a two nothing lead. And the stupid, brilliant manager. Let's go. Let's take off all the attacking players. So once we give up the lead, we have no shot. To go and win the game again, and that's exactly what he did. Let, let me let me go through this again. Let me pull up the uh, substitutions. So I get I didn't think we were going to get this much anger. I know. I same. I'm expecting kind of happy, Jacob. No, no, no. As I said, as I said to my my father when he's like, "Wouldn't you be happy with a one-one game?" I go, "Circumstance changes things." He's a reasonable man. Yeah, well, he was screaming about uh, Luton Man United for like uh, 70 minutes. And I kept on telling him, I go, you won the game. You won the game. My team drew. What, what's better? Like, But anyway, uh, let's see. So he brings on Cesare Casade uh, for Nicholas Jackson, a guy who's barely played against – and he's bringing on against Man City. Why – don't you think if a guy's on a bike, learning how to ride a bike, and he's still got the training wheels on, shouldn't we take him out in the street against a crap team instead? Not the big, not Manchester City. Can he learn on the fly another time, please? Could we bring in Mudrick? I know he can't do anything except run, but Kyle Walker, for some reason, couldn't keep up with Raheem Sterling, who only wants to get up to play Man City or when Southgate leaves him out of the team. That's it. It's only it only has to be against Pep or when Southgate leaves him out. That's the only times he responds. 
And he played pretty good, even though, of course, and of course, what does Pochettino do? Let's take him out of the game, you know, because that's exactly what we need to do. It's just, I will say this. Uh, if you want positives, I'll give you positives. The back line was very, very good. The, Axel DeSassi and Levi Colwell, do not change it unless someone gets injured. So I don't you want, want to bring Tiago Silva back in. I love, listen. I love Tiago Silva. He's 39 years old. <laughs> He's 39. I mean, the only reason I want him honestly out there is because I want like a, a leader on the uh, in on the pitch. And he's not bad. He's just old. You know, he just can't do it. He he's not as good as he used to be. There's no shame in that. He's still, you know, had a tremendous career. But Disasi, I thought was I thought he was tremendous. That's probably the best game he's played. And Levi Cole, when he plays left back, I mean, excuse me, when he plays center back and not left back, good things happen. If only we could have done this for the the other parts of the season when he was being stupidly left at left back, which is not his position, and he kept getting exposed. All the brilliant manager had to do was put him at center back and good things would have happened. And then you know what you see uh, from the standard? Oh, PSG are interested in Levi Colwell. As soon as he plays his real position and he plays well, they're interested. If you know, they would have been interested if he was playing that position the whole year. And then they they loan off Ian Madsen, who I think is playing very well for Dortmund. Uh, ever since he got to the Bundesliga, maybe he could have done that in at Chelsea. Maybe, but I don't know. We never found out. I thought Malagusta was very, very good. You know, for a guy who's a backup, you see, I, I just love the fact that when Chelsea sign guys for not a lot of money, they actually end up working. Cole Palmer, not a lot of money. Uh, Malagusta, not a lot of money. And guess what? He's actually good. Reese James, take all the time you need from your, you know, uh, severed off hamstring that will never be fixed. <laughs> no, Left our right back now. No, I know. I think he's better than a lot of right starting right backs in the the league. To be honest with you, I think he's very good. I think he's, but he he's pretty good going. He's very good going forward with the. He's he already got four assists in the league, and he's very good with the passing the ball. He should yeah. have had an, an assist, another assist, but you know Nicholas Jackson, of course, had other ideas. But oh, you know. terrible. <laughs> I mean, but this is the problem. He does that, and then he gives that um, starting that brilliant pass, which leads to that goal. Why can't you finish? Why? Just <laughs> all I want is a striker who knows how to finish in front of the goal. That's all I want. And I can't have it. And it, it makes me sick. But the reason I, I'm so fired up at this game is that when you take, when you're a manager and you're so hell-bent on keeping a one nothing lead that you take out your top three, your top three attacking players that you know, as far as the formation is concerned, and Jackson, Palmer, and Sterling. You, as a result of that, if you give up a goal, you hamstring yourself. Where you, it's so much harder to go and get the lead again, because you have only one attacking guy out there. He's left on an island. I know, I know that it's important to hold on and you know play. I hate, I just hate, I hate playing not to lose. That makes me sick. And he did the exact same thing against Arsenal where he took out 
uh, almost all two of the three goal scores for defending, and it didn't work. And I know what people are going to think. You know, Chelsea, they've had a tough year. Getting a, a result like this against Manchester City is really good. I want to win the friggin' game. Can we win the game? I'm sick and I don't want to draw games. I don't want participation trophies. I want to win. That's what I want. I'm sick and tired of this. You know, they played hard. They they gave it everything they had. Screw that. I don't want to hear that anymore. I want to win. And I just, it, in my opinion, if you brought in Mutrik or, or Noni Matweke into that game with the pace that they had and the way City had trouble defending Chelsea with pacey guys like Jackson, Palmer, and Sterling, maybe, just maybe, they could have lucked into a goal. Another goal that could have given them the real win. So that's why I'm so fired up. Again, I am happy that they didn't lose. I thought they showed a lot of heart, a lot of fight. I thought defensively, it's one of the best games they've played the entire season. Again, they did get helped by the fact that um, Erling Holland, uh, for some reason, didn't know how to head the ball into the back of the net. Nine shots, for. no goals. So, you know, Bizarre. yeah. And they still couldn't take advantage of it, which makes me even more upset. Um but yeah, I mean, and and, th- and also they would have been in eighth if they won that game, and instead they're in tenth. Think of what that could have done. I mean, if they're in eighth, you know, then it's like, wow, they, they really are in it. But now they're in tenth again. You know, it's like this is this is the just tra- trajectory. We're going right. This is a straight line. It's like it can't. It just you know, up and down, up and down. So. Yeah, I, I had a lot of emotions watching that game. I was so mad when they, Rodri, you know, who now scoring goals, which makes him even more lethal of a player, uh, pulled that one out late in the game. And, uh, and this is, of course, after Pochettino takes out all three attacking players, which means that Chelsea have no shot to win the game, which makes it even more frustrating. Uh, because I thought that prior to that, he was actually doing a good job of managing the game, and then he had to squander it with that, which, again, is frustrating. But yeah, I'm I'm onto the Carabao Cup final. That's where my focus is. That's I I don't know if we're gonna get to that a little later when we do predictions. I don't know if you want me to save that for then to we'll talk about how I feel about that game. But I want that damn trophy badly, really badly. Like I can't remember the last time I really wanted Chelsea to win a game. Like I really want this trophy. But yeah, that's all I got. Um, Andrew, if I may, um, I just want to read out Gusto's stats because Jacob talked about him. I think he had maybe his best game in a Chelsea shirt. I would agree. Ending of Jeremy Doku. He, Jeremy Doku is a player that has caused all kinds of problems for players. Um, particularly, um, you know, guys like Trent, Trent had a decent game against him when we played them, but I think Malo Gusto at 20, you know, he had nine ground duels won, most in the game. He had seven recoveries. He had three tackles out of four that he won. So I think his defending is, you know, gradually improving. And I, I've talked to you, Jacob. I think he's very underrated going forward as a as an attacking right back. Yeah. And if Reese James can't stay fit, you have a player who's capable of playing week in, week out. I think he's kind of showing that at this point. And right now, 
you know, going forward, it seems like Reese James can't stay on the field. And if that's the case, Nick Malagusto is a very good right back who is going to quickly rise up the ranks, both for France. And I think he's going to quickly become one of the more, you know, under the radar right backs in the Premier League, because I think that game is all the proof you need of what he can do defensively. And again, if he can give you assists and he's, you know, putting good balls into the the other opponent's uh, box, I think that's all you can really ask for from an attacking right back. So I think Malagusto's uh, quietly rising up the ranks from that position. I think he's got a shot to start for France soon because right back's not a position that they're very strong at, if I'm not mistaken. It's not a position of strength. It hasn't been for a little while. Even when they won the World Cup, they, they had Pavard there, who I know scored that incredible goal and played well, but he's not a natural right back anyway. So to me, I think that spot is up for grabs in the French team. Yeah, I mean, right now, it's probably Jonathan Kune, Kune Pavard are the two options there for them. Well, their last Euro qualifier was Jonathan Klaus, who plays for Marseille. Having, an okay, having a pretty good season there. I know he's been there for, um, at Marseille for a while. But yeah, he's been he's been starting recently for them. Looks like I think Mal I think Malagusto can get himself into the mix. Maybe not for the Euros, but. If he's not, a, I would not be surprised if he's at the World Cup in 26, given that you know, Klaus is probably what over the age of 30 now. He's 31. Okay. So, I mean, if he can compete with Pavard and Kunde, I mean, maybe he's in the States in 26. Yeah. Um, Jacob, I, I would not be so harsh on Chelsea. Man City, this is the story of Man City, especially this year, it seems like. They turn it up. From the 70th minute on, it happened well, again. You are right about that. It happened again happened yesterday. Earlier, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I just, I wouldn't be so down if I were you. I would take the points and move on. I just don't <laughs> like it when the manager takes it out of the team's hands to win the game. And I so get that. annoying. I get that. I, that's I valid. Mean, what can you like, want to win the friggin' game, please? That's valid. Like it, it makes me so annoyed. It's like, I and I think they still could have won it too. Draw. Even yeah. with the players on the field, because I mean, and Cuckoo got that half chance late. Yeah. I know it was very difficult. He had to quickly turn, and he yeah. was off balance. But I, I honestly think, from a neutral perspective, Poch got the game pretty right. At least, I mean, if you want to argue about the subs, that's okay. But I think from you know minute one to whatever minute sixty five, I think he got that. As good as any manager, really. At, no, the, at the I, I, do, I do agree with that. I because almost everyone goes there and, and has an awful day um, from start to finish. I know they've had some results, as you mentioned, Andrew, where they kind of pick it up from the 70th minute on to survive and you know manage to get three points when it seems like they're going to get one or even zero. But I think Chelsea, from the perspective of you know playing off the counter, I mean they had so many good chances that maybe they should have scored two or three in the first half. But I, I think from a perspective of how set the team up and the goals they had in mind, you know, to really be defensive and kind of hit them on the counter, I think that's kind of how they should treat the game on Sunday. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think if he does that and on Sunday, that sets them up well to cause Liverpool some problems. Yeah. Well, speaking of Liverpool, let's get right into their uh, discussion right now. Uh, of course, they played today. They won 4-1 uh, without looking at 
a score sheet or anything. 4-1 is about what you would expect for Liverpool against Luton, and you would think, okay, nothing went wrong. But it really, this really was the definition of a tale of two halves, this match. And Christian, why don't you talk about it and talk about their injury issues right now? Yeah, so on Saturday, they lost Diego Jota for what seems like most of the season, if not all. It, Klopp's kind of talked about it as months. Um, had a player land on his knee really awkwardly. It looked like his whole body weight. And uh, that's a big miss. I think he's their most clinical forward. And the team's much better off when he's in there. And I think Curtis Jones is a huge miss too. And he's been one of the unsung heroes of the team, especially in the midfield, because Soba's lie has been in and out of the team with injuries. Callister had a problem at one point. Endo went to the Asian Cup. Jones has been there every single time they've, he's been needed. Scored some big goals. Had a goal, I think, in the Carabao Cup semifinal against Fulham. He scored in that big match on New Year's Day against Newcastle. So the injuries are pl- piling up. And, you know, they, they survived today, at, especially in the first half. It was it just dreadful. Luton, uh, who have been very inconsistent on the road, just were creating problems going the other way. Looks like they're Liverpool's defense was all over the place. The, you know, they were just getting, you know, beaten behind, just very sloppy. And, you know, of the positions that are dealing with injuries, that's the one that's got the least problems. They got both left backs back. The only player that's really, you know, in their best 11, I guess, is Trent, who's um, going to be back kind of soon, it, it appears. But who knows at this point? I just think Liverpool today were um, – very bad in the first half, and they picked it up thanks to an Anfield crowd that was really ramped up in that second half. I don't know if this game was on the road, we'd get the same result, but I'm, I'm worried. Uh, with four competitions, including Sunday, it feels like this squad is trending in a bad situation at the moment. It, they don't really have a bench that's capable of you know, making an impact in games. If Sunday comes around and Darwin Nunez and Mohamed Salah are not available, their bench options are Andy Robertson if he doesn't start, <laughs> Simicass, a lot of teenagers. So uh, Jacob's feeling good about Sunday potentially. Well, no, I uh, just I'm I I mean so take take the weekend off, you know. Typical take, Jacob. Oh, excuse me, what? Trying to freeload off injuries. Excuse me. I want my. I mean, he's got team. he's got bad too, so I'm not going to act like Liverpool. I want. I mean, a- any chance my team can get, I want. Because that's what they need. You know, I hope they they all take the week. I hope we, there's a, some tournament that I don't know about that that people have to report to, so that you know we can get more of them out. Just you know, I, I'm not wishing for them to be injured. I'm just saying, you know, no. like hey, if you can't play. <laughs> Can't play. <laughs> That's great. One way to look at it. Um, what I will say is the biggest miss is Allison, which he's going to be out till I think the end of March. Uh, he's going to miss Brazil's international window. That's the biggest problem to me. Uh, they can handle, uh, you know, a forward missing or two because they have Gakpo and, and Diaz is coming to form. But Kelleher's not at the same level or anywhere close to what Allison is. And today probably could have done better with the goal that was scored by Luton in the first half. Kind of went under his legs. You know, maybe maybe not, and then maybe that's a little harsh, but 
it's pretty evident there's a golfing class between those two. Allison's arguably the best keeper in the world, and Kelleher is a solid number two who could maybe start for some teams at the bottom half of the Premier League, but it's going to be tough for them to stay first in the Premier League, win on Sunday, you know, continue to progress in the FA Cup, which I know they have a game against Southampton, I believe, early next week. So a concern level, if, if you ask me a level of 1 to 10, given the absentees, probably a f- 6 or a 7, because the players they're missing are very important. Allison, Trent, Jota, Jones, Sobas is missing right now, Trent. So it's it's a difficult task to see this team, you know, maintaining their eligibility in four competitions. Obviously, one's going to be wrapped up Sunday. I think it's going to be a very difficult game. But I, I think if I'm worried about any competition, it's got to be the Premier League. That Manchester City game's coming around the corner in early March. It's it, that's going to be a game they have to win. It feels like to ultimately win this league. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really concerned. It, yeah, today was okay to get through that, but you're not going to face Luton every week. So, they're going to have to play a lot better against the bigger teams in the league and in the Europa League if they truly want to, you know, potentially win multiple trophies this year. A few things. I, I, Luton, very respectable performance from Luton Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've been playing so much better as of late compared to the start of the season. I say this as a yeah. team who recently lost uh, to Luton Town at Luton Town. Um, it, I, I, I was shown the video at work of um, a vlog from Luton at the beginning of the season where the literal line to get into the stadium was extended out to the this person's backyard. <laughs> Just I love I love that structure in Luton, but. Um, Two other things, uh, little subtle brags here. Uh, pre-game, uh, I had suggested at work uh, Liverpool money line, but both teams to score. I, I predicted a three-one win. I ain't making money for people. Uh, that was plus one twenty-five parlay. Easy money that hit. Halftime, Liverpool dropped to minus one forty favorites when they were down one nil. Told everyone to hammer that. Want people some more money. So, uh, point is, listen to me. Uh, <laughs> hey, based me, off Jacob's predictions, you got to listen to him too. Listen to me. Only listen with the me. Champions League. That's all I'm saying. No, no. That's all I'm saying. Um, Paul, you know, I think Christian has a point because now you got to listen to me because Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, 1-1 against Real Vallecano. Here's my thing. If we didn't sweep Girona this season, I'd be more worried. But we won both matches. I am not concerned. I, I don't think. And, and Ricardo sent in his thoughts before he had to he had to leave. He has an early day at work tomorrow, so uh, please don't diss Ricardo. Uh, but Ricardo had basically the same thoughts as me. If they didn't beat Girona, uh, I'd say this last go around, I'd be mm-hmm. more much more concerned. Um, but I don't think Genoa could catch up. They've been in kind of slowing down as of late uh, anyways. I don't think Barca could catch up behind or Atletico. It's kind of um, crazy to think that they're like, what, two points off of Girona? I mean, uh, it's the most quiet yeah. thing ever. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up the table. I know they're, I know they're eight points back of Madrid. They're eight. Po- I know that eight points back of Madrid right now. Which, um, yeah, it seems ironic. But given yeah, season. no, yeah, Barca is eight points back. Atletico is eleven points back. Um, which is kind of crazy to think about too. Atletico being eleven points back, you would think it would be much closer mm-hmm. considering how we've praised them. But uh, I don't think I don't think anyone can catch up to Madrid at this point. Um, so I was fine with the draw. It was weird, anyways. Weird circumstances. It came after the Champions League match last week uh, at Leipzig that they ended up winning one nil. So I, you know, that was definitely a factor. Rodrigo didn't start this match. Um, uh, uh, we had, I mean, we had Fran Garcia playing left back. Uh oh, for God's sakes! So uh, alarms. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that it was only one one is a. Uh, <laughs> it's a masterpiece. And you had a and you had a Hosselu uh, up top. Well, Hosselu then, scored almost right away. Uh yeah. which was hilarious. He was done for the rest of the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hosselu. I mean my, my my opinion of Hosselu is definitely more favorable uh at this stage of the season. It's almost like Jacobs It's, it's like Nicholas like, Jackson. No, well, I think oh. he's playing better than Nicholas Jackson right now. Nicholas Jackson that. is the best bad player I've seen in a long time. Yeah, he's like he's like Darwin of last year. That's what I compare. Uh, that's a really I, I would go that far, but you know. In terms in a good way or a bad way? Well I, I think Darwin's a much better like so much more raw talent. Oh I know but last year I mean this is very similar just missing chances but has the pace to get it as, behind as does Rasmus Hornet that's as Rasmus Hornet's on a heater lately but yes sorry go on. Oh, good. I was clearing my throat anyway, so I would have actually liked you to keep yeah, going. Time, but, but, um, but honestly, I'm not that concerned with this matchup. Um, Carvajal got a red card near the end of the match. Uh, that's not good. So that's not good, especially if our. So that probably that's gonna mean uh, our boy Lucas Vasquez <laughs> playing some more. Very thin at that position, Real Madrid. I've noticed that right back there. It's really there, that whole. Entire back line is very thin right now. That is, I'm, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we get some Kamavinga minutes. He's suspended. Oh, I forgot about that. Ye- yellow card. He got a yellow card. Yep, forgot about that completely. Yeah, Garcia. Is, yeah, more Fran Garcia. But um, but overall, not that concerned. Um, you know, ask me two months ago, I would have been more concerned, but. At this stage of the season, I think Real Madrid will finish the story. They'll finish the job. Another La Liga title. Easy money. Uh, but that's just me. I think Ricardo thinks the same way. But and Girona, as you mentioned, are slipping. I mean, they lost but, till Bilbao on Monday night. It yeah. was a very even really game. Cool. But, you know, they, that was a missed opportunity for Girona because they would have been able to close within three points. Yeah, would have yep. made it a little more manageable. Six feels like that's too large of a gap at this point. Yeah, no, and I mean, especially with no head-to-head matchups this point forward, rest of the season. I it's, I, I think Girona's story. But they'll get a Champions League berth next season. I still believe that. Uh, I don't think they're gonna fall. I don't think they're gonna fall that dramatically in, in, the, in the table, but. Um, I did expect this slippage to come at some point with this type of club, and here here it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, they're gonna they're gonna win La Liga, and day by day, my belief in them in Champions League is growing and growing. 
when when I thought they would probably be out in this, and I said it a few weeks ago on the podcast. I was like, you know, this screams a quarterfinal or semifinal exit for Real Madrid this season with this roster. But like I said, Ancelotti is doing a hell of a job managing this no, team through I, I completely agree. injuries. I mean, Nacho had another just below average performance at center back. Chuameni is doing a wonderful job, by the way. I, I love I love Aurelian Chuameni. He's, he's he man, I wish he could be playing the six right now, but like he, he is a damn fine center back. Um, so I mean, we need him right now to play the way yeah. he's playing. Um so I just hopefully Rudiger could come back somewhat healthy. Hopefully Jude can come back <laughs> for, for uh, the next Champions League matchup um, with Leipzig. Uh, but yeah, I, it's just it's just injuries of Madrid. Just injuries. And, what teams but, would you, uh, if I if I may ask, what teams right now would you say are better in the Champions League if you were to say they were to match up? right now over Madrid um, Manchester City um, would, you take Inter, would you take Inter over Madrid right now I I would take I would take Inter over Madrid right now at this and if they're facing yeah. this version of Madrid yes I would take Inter because fully, fully Inter, fit though you would you would lean Madrid fully fit I lean Madrid absolutely. but Real aren't going to be fully fit for the rest I mean that's the know. point I guess that's the point I, I guess the question I know is, I know what you're saying it's just like yeah. you know yeah, fully fit. I mean, right. if we're talking like Militao's coming back and everything, yeah, yeah, I mean, Courtois, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, but uh, no, I, I, I think Man City and Inter are the two teams okay. I'm worried about if I'm Real Madrid. Cool. Um, and I think they'd match up decent. They, they'd give Inter a fight. I think, and and to be fair, they give Man City a fight too. But like, I don't think it'll be as close with Man City. Um, I think Man City right now are the clear favorites in the Champions League. Um, Inter just has, right now, a, a stronger back line. Um, we just saw one of the grittiest performances of the season from them against Atletico, who, I mean, yeah. that's... I mean, Atletico has, I mean, played Real Madrid very well this year. I, I was going to say, um, are you at all worried that if Real got matched up with Atletico at some point down the line would you be worried about playing them again yes but that's yeah, another I, team to me that like they just I, seem they know how to play real i right? just think i just think at this point inter will get past it so they go but i, I would agree. Def, i oh, would I, absolutely i, 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 I would I absolutely be yeah, worried if they yeah. played i to be honest i'd be more worried if they played atletico uh than inter than inter Okay. Just because it's, I mean, it's a. I mean, it's because more because they yeah. know them, right? Yeah, than yeah. Like yeah. This would be the. Inter's a is a better, in my opinion, if, a better team. I agree. Atletico, but yeah. if they played Atletico again in a, a knockout stage, that means six times they'll have played <laughs> each other in total this season. So That's crazy, six times. So I, I would so be worried about Atletico, especially with Real Madrid not being fully fit. Um. They 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 would not be able to stand Simeone squad, uh, but um, and especially for without Jude, oh my God, uh, say goodbye to those chances. Uh, but right now, Man City Inter, um, I I think Inter would be very. I could see if it matched up with Inter, I could see penalties for that. Okay, uh, in the second leg, but Man City would probably be. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm not guaranteeing anything right now. But 
overall, I feel I feel good with Real Madrid. It's I'm not upset about a draw. Um, it's not like we had a close race to the top right now uh, at this very moment. So, yeah, it's just whatever. Especially, like I said, after a Champions League performance where they won that same week. So, right, it's who cares? They got a point. Moving on. Um, okay, boys. Do we want to go through our weekend predictions first? I just want to give it. I want to give a shout out to Man United. Okay, okay. go ahead. They've won. They haven't lost in 2024. Uh, I know that. I just want to make sure I get this right. They've won how many games in a row? Um, they and they've in a row they've won one, two, three, four. They won five in a row, and they've gone unbeaten in their last one, two, three, four, five, seven. And they're three points away from Tottenham. For slipping, who are slipping? I know. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I told you back in December. Tottenham slipping, it's coming. I did say it. And their next couple games are against Fulham at home, and then Nottingham Forest, who is the last team that beat them, ironically enough, in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. And then they get City to start March. Now imagine if they win those next two games and then they got City. They're on that now that makes that I and I know they've had City have had their number, even though I think they split last year. They've had their number in that regard, but God that make that the Derby so much more interesting. Rasmus Hoyland's on fire right now. He can't stop scoring goals. However easy some of them are, he's still scoring goals, and that's what they si- signed him to do. And he seems like he's getting so much more comfortable and confident. I feel like Ten Hag is starting to figure out what his best 11 is. Um, I don't think Casemiro has been great. He's been no. not great, bad with the ball. His passing has been really poor. Uh, it's been a lot of fouls. They're but, lucky they got a, a good number six next to him. Yeah. Manu, I think he's been really good for someone that age. I, I think he's done pretty solid. He's not great, but I think there's a lot of room to grow. And I think McTominay's become the super sub, and I think he's been better off in that role than starting. And I think, why would you change it? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So the back line's been a bit better. Veron, uh, um, I don't think has been great ever since he came, but since he's gotten back in the team, I don't think I don't think he's done himself a lot of favors as far as you know. Ten Hag, I think he's sort of now it's sort of been like justifiable of why he was on the bench for as long as he was. Um, Maguire, who's you know, certainly been better. I think a lot of people been best season in the, the year or two. You know, and they'll probably never be worth eighty million, but he's still he's been more than serviceable in my opinion. Uh, Garnacho, I've been saying Garnacho's like the puppy dog that just needs to be trained. He's just a little wild. Uh, he does stuff where you're like, oh, why can't you do that? You know, oh, so close, but you know, not not so close. But there's certainly a lot of talent there, and. I think United can certainly get. I think I don't think them getting in fourth is out of the out of uh, out of this realm at all. I think it's very which is possible. crazy because when we talked about this, I know, I know, we've been saying we were all just like now again. United no have done this many many times over the years. Yep. They've gone through these really good periods where they can't lose. They they always tend to happen in like at in like you know the second half of a calendar year or, or, or like you know early in the next year, whatever it is. And then they fall apart where they have some stupid loss against a bad team and they don't finish strong. 
we'll see what happens. Um, but right now they've just they've been getting the job done. It's not pretty. They don't they don't really play this free flowing, fun attacking football, but they know how to get job. They know how to win, and that's what they just need to do. They just need to keep winning, stacking up Ws. And listen, I, I think it, uh, Aston Villa have been very uh, beatable of late. They have not been that great of late. They've they just it seems like they just can't. They just haven't been very clinical lately. After a and good Tot- December. Yeah. And Tottenham, you know, they lost to Wolves, who are not a bad side at all, but they did lose to them. And it just seems like ever since they had that injury nightmare against Chelsea, they have not been the same team. And I and I said that that earlier. I'm telling I said that watch, this is gonna really affect them throughout the rest of the year. There, there's no that at that point they still could have won the title. That is they're not winning the title this year. They had a great, very, had a very good season, but the title is definitely out of this, out of the realm. But I think United have a really good shot to um, get to the top four. Yeah, no, it's coming um, nowhere too. Yeah, I mean that. Hey, the advantage of not drawing much <laughs> either, mm-hmm. win or win or lose. But as of late, it's been winning uh, for Man U. Also, well, I, I, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Is, if it's going to be about Manu? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. The one thing I will say, if they aren't to finish in the top four, I think the reason would be their injuries at the back. Luke Shaw is done for a while. That's a bad, a big miss for them because Malassia hasn't played at all this season. They let Regulone go back on loan, um, who's now at Brentford. So their alternative is Lindelof out of position, which is really not an ideal thing for them. I think that's no. going to be my one concern. He's so he's one, fine defensively. He just he can't do he can't do anything going forward. Which that's fine. And I, I, I agree with you. I think he's he's okay defensively playing out of position. The thing that that affects is Rashford at his best in his United days is when Luke Shaw's been able to get forward and overlap and just create space. Lindelof's not going to do that for them, which you know, that's fine. I think that's what it'll affect Rashford more than it'll affect the defense. And that's okay. I think Rashford's been a little bit better since the whole fiasco with going out. A little, been, not been, much, been, but a little, which I guess isn't saying much because yeah. we've seen him at much higher levels. But I think if United wants to finish in the top four, they need others to contribute with goals, not just Hoyland. Because, you know, at some point, it's not going to just be goals every game from Hoyland. You need Rashford. Bruno's going to have to come up with some goals. Garnacho's been good, but can he give them more final product? Defensively, I think that's where I'm, I'm worried. Shaw and Lissandra Martinez being out really hurts them because those are both players that would be in their best 11. But as you guys have mentioned, Spurs inconsistent, Villa inconsistent. So there are opportunities there, and I think the run-ins okay. There's obviously some big matches remaining, as as you mentioned, Jacob. They got to play City on the road. Um, that's on March third. But if they can get through some tough periods, the gap is very within. It's it's within within reach now. Uh, so that's not something we expected three weeks ago. But you know, with the team struggling above them, I I would think it's very possible at this point. Yeah, and, you know, changing topics. I, I cannot be remiss. We forgot to talk about Brighton. Excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, 
dude, how are we forget about talking about Brighton? Dude, five nil over Sheffield. Five nil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, hey, hey, let me tell you, they won. Let me tell yeah. you this. They needed this. Everyone is back. This is after AFCON. Simona Dingra wins AFCON. Two Comes goals. A brace. A brace against Sheffield. He is in the form of his life right now uh, after winning AFCON. Um, I mean, mitoma has been back the past few weeks, but you know, him being back has helped dramatically pushing forward. Uh, Bonanote this past month has looked a lot better, uh, at least uh, offensively. Uh, he's been scoring a lot more as of late, it seems. And hey, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I I hope. And, and of course, I mean, Danny Welbeck scored, but uh, I hope, I hope, I just want to see some consistency. Yeah, I want to see some consistency out of Brighton. Brighton is just not consistent. They'll score five goals one week, then the next they'll get shut out by Luton Town. You know, it's just, you never know what you're going to get. Now, I get this past month and a half from injuries, and the Asian Cup and AFCON really screwed Brighton too. Um, losing Mitoma and Adingra. Um, so having everyone back, maybe getting people back from injury as well. Um, Jao well, Pedro would be nice to get back. Jao Pedro soon, hopefully. I mean, Antu Fati's kind of lost his favor from the Zerbi. Um, he, he's missed some great chances over the past month, some sitters even. Um, one that comes to my head is against Spurs. Oh my god, but not gonna talk about that one. Uh, but uh, could have won us the match. Um, but um, other than that, I mean, I, I just want to see what this team can do for the next month. Uh, with favorable run, yeah, and, and they've been in a favorable that's the thing, that's the thing that frustrates me of Brighton right now. They've been in a favorable, uh, a schedule for the past few weeks, but you lose the Luton town. Uh, that was a big setback. You lose the Luton. You, uh, they, uh, God, if I'm, you go a step further, they drew against they, wolves. They drew, drew wolves, right? That was the nil nil. God, they had, they had two nil performances at that first point. Month. Yeah, they, I mean, they beat Palace 4 1, if I remember. Uh, which was a massive win, and this is what I'm talking about too. They'll 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 have a great performance against a club like Palace, you know, some you know below average mid table club. You'd be like, okay, maybe this will boost their confidence going to next week, and then they lose an absolute devastating match against Spurs, uh, who, as we just talked about, are not playing that great. Um, and this is a, this was a fully, almost almost fully fit Spurs too, um, but. It's just next they got Everton, who we'll discuss in our predictions. But I feel like Everton is a must win. Everton is a must win. I will not accept a draw. I will not accept a loss against Everton. Uh, this game screams draw to me. <laughs> we're playing at the Amex. If it were at Everton, I would say draw. I would say draw. And Jacob, you know me. I've said of Brighton all year, this game screams draw. This at the Amex is a must win for Brighton. Had a lot of drawn games, a lot. Um, 
a ton. The, fa- the fascinating thing is Everton are much better on the road this season. <laughs> they, they rank ninth in the Premier League among away points. Did not want to hear that. So. But but we'll see. I mean, sorry to spoil your party, but Soli March should be coming back soon too. Soli March should be coming back soon, and CISO should be coming back soon. Uh, James Milner has been. He got hurt. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. He, I mean, God bless James Milner. Uh, I mean, I, I can't believe we're talking about Pepe still kicking. James Milner kicking is crazy to me. What is he, second, playing, second in all-time Premier League appearances? Yeah, like it, it's insane. And he's been – feels like everywhere, <laughs> too. It feels like. But, Weeds, I, yeah, City. Liverpool. Uh, I mean, but, I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah. Villa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's wild. But God bless James Milner. Hopefully he's okay. And he, he I'm telling you, he's still playing well. James Milner is still playing well at his age, which is it's crazy. And he's been the utility piece. He's been the he's been a budget come a budget older Kamavinga. <laughs> for for Brighton. What a he's line. The, the, he's the he's the Brighton Kamavinga. <laughs> James Just Milner. at the age of 38. At the age of 38. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's played left back. He's played center back. He's played center attacking mid. He's been a six. <laughs> he's been. He's played like left mid, right mid sometimes when the Zerbi wants to get crazy. Like <laughs> it's just, uh, it's it's wild to me. And now with the rumors of the Zerbi, uh, potentially leaving after this season, uh, who knows? Maybe I mean I. One rumor I saw was they're they're looking at the guy I mentioned from Sporting, uh, before. What would uh, you do, Brighton? I was about to ask. Tuchel? They won't get Tuchel. But no, 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 that's not the question. What if Graham Potter? Oh, if they got no, bring him back. They're not. They're not bringing Graham Potter back. We're not do, it, do it for Graham do it for Graham. I, I love. I'm, do it for Graham. I love Graham. Let's bring in Roy Hodgson. Let's let's see that. <laughs> They might as well bring back Graham. In all honesty, I mean, uh, I mean, whatever could do a lot worse. Yeah, no, no, and that's true. That's true. And the Graham has had exp- his experience at Brighton, um, in you know, decent years. It wasn't like you know, nothing. There, deserving is definitely blocks for what right is now. Right, an but extra step forward. I would even. I just wish Brighton would spend some money. That's my thing. And they uh, have years. money to spend. That's the point. They have the money to spend. And it's not like their owner is, you know, some – it's Tony Bloom has won Bob, all his money. Bob gam- He's won all his money gambling in poker. And he has a, a ton of money. He has a ton of money to spend. And, and not just that, he's getting so much money from rip-off deals like Moises Caicedo to Chelsea. <laughs> 150 million. Like you use that the rest of the team. Don't now, get me started on those now, two. Oh my god, they make yeah, me so and Mark angry. Kukurea, dude. And I, I'm very interested to see how Valentin Barco plays uh coming in from uh Argentina. So uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. But hopefully I want to see them spend some money this summer. And the rumor coming out of Brighton is that they're gonna spend. Um, so because they see themselves as a top half Premier League club uh, at this point, which I mean they should be. So, um, 
let's see what happens. And uh, I'm feeling okay about Brighton. And they'll play Wolves in the FA Cup soon, so they got to beat Wolves. Anyways, let's do some weekend predictions. Uh, first off, I mean, since we mentioned Brighton, we're talking about Brighton right now. Let's talk about Brighton Everton. Um, two one Brighton. There's my prediction. Two one Brighton. I was gonna say three one. Three one Brighton. Two piece. Hmm. Hmm. Getting frisky. <laughs> getting frisky with me. Had. Ah, I'm telling if it's if it's, the, that, if, it's but... if 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 it's a draw, I'll be very upset. Now Everton Andrew's rant of the week. Ever, it, it will become Andrew's rant of the week. Now Everton, um, we'll see. Maybe their appeal uh, comes back. Um, you know, the result of their appeal comes in uh, before then. Maybe they get uh, some points back. If that's the case, who knows? Maybe they. Play with a little less urgency. Who knows? You never know. Uh, but we'll see with, with that. I'm going to say 3-1, though. Uh, Bayern and RB Leipzig. Too cool. I think... I actually think this is going to be a Bayern pick-me-up. I think, I think they're going to... I think... I actually think they're going to put out one solid performance against Leipzig. Out of nowhere. 1-1. One, one. Because... This game screams 1-1 one, one to me. <laughs> there we go. Screams 1-1. Screams one, one. I love that. That, that I... means it's going to be 3-4 be... <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say 2-0 for Bayern. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this will be the perfect pick-me-up for them. They need this. I, I talk about Brighton needing a must-win. This is a... And I know Leipzig is a great, great club. But this is a must-win men- mentally for Bayern. They they have to. They have to. Especially in context when you consider that Leverkusen hosts 17th place Mainz this weekend. Yes. So you would argue if – I mean, I, I already think it's done. I don't see Leverkusen dropping points in what would it be, three matches that would to even have a sh- chance – I agree can, with that. Can you imagine so, if Bayern somehow won the league? They'd be like, oh, Tuchel, you could stay. <laughs> because, uh, because Leverkusen b- bottles it, just yeah, like they, Dortmund did. No like, way. Tuchel, I don't, you should stay. That'd be hilarious. They're like 34 games unbeaten this year in all comps. It's, I don't know. No, you never it. know. You never I know. You, I guess ask, ask, ask Minnie Mike Mikkel. <laughs> um, in terms of this game, I, I'll go 3-1 Bayern. I think I also agree with you, Andrew. I think they'll put out a better performance. Leipzig have been up and down. We've talked about that in Champions League uh, preview. I, I think they're going to have some trouble on the road. Yeah, Leipzig having the result to resort to a goalie interference, hockey goalie interference to try to score. So no faith in them right now. Real Madrid and Sevilla this Sunday. Uh, I always hate playing Sevilla, but Thank goodness Sevilla is not that good this year. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 2-0. Two 2-0 nil. Two nil Real Madrid. Um, I just... I don't know. Sevilla is just not good. Not good. But... 1-0 Real Madrid. I, I could totally see a 1-0 result as well. I'll go 2-1. 2-1. 
change it up. 2-1 Madrid. They're not, they're not going to lose at home. Not to Sevilla. No. Terrible. And lastly, the main event. The moment you've all been waiting for. Live from Wembley Stadium. It's the Carabao Cup final between Christian's Liverpool side. Will he be walking alone? We'll find out. And Jacob's Chelsea is his favorite soccer team in the world. And his favorite Chelsea. competition. In this favorite, the bowl energy drink competition that is not Red Bull. I've wanted this since the since we started this podcast. I've wanted it since we beat Brighton. I believe then. I believe I'm I'm all in. Jacob love. We've established Jacob loves his Mickey Mouse cups. He loves the summer. He loved winning the summer prem title. He <laughs> first loves that. one. We won the first one. <laughs> and now he's gonna love. Uh, Attempt to win the Cowbell Cup, but here I'll go first since you don't want to hear what I have to say. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one-one penalties. Oh, no, no, I, I can't do this and, again. And I Liverpool, can't take it anymore. Liverpool wins. <laughs> Liverpool wins five-four on penalties. I oh swear no! To, I swear to God, if this goes to penalties again, I am going to. Oh my. <laughs> I'm gonna go Frank the Tank. All right, Frank, go first. Oh. No, you go, no, you go first. No, Christian, oh, wow. you got to go first. You got to go first here. I have, a, I have extra, like a big, this, I have a big promo to cut. You go first. This though. this screams extra time to me, not penalties. And I think if this game goes to extra time, I lean Chelsea. Don't you dare do this! To, don't you? No, 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 I'll no, take no. Liverpool anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't want him picking Chelsea. No, the fact that he put it out you don't there. Want, you don't want me to, then I will. No, no, no. no. I mean, uh, the fact I, that I, Christian, I the fact that Christian simply put it out there is already a reverse jinx curse on Chelsea. Swear to God, if this game goes to extra time, I can't take it. No, I. You know I what's will going say, to. I, I do think that Chelsea has a stronger bench at the moment, assuming Salah and Nunez are in question. So okay, Doc Rivers. <laughs> Oh, don't compare me to him. <laughs> can 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 we get Doc Rivers to coach this game, please? Oh, jeez. For which team? Not my team. You uh, know, I, I I told Klopp that you know wait on Darwin. He'll show up next year. I told him wait on him. I know this kid's gonna. I know this kid's gonna score. Two one Liverpool. Extra time. Uh, Jacob, cut your promo. It's been hard. It's been tough. It's been at times excruciating, painful, pathetic, embarrassing, disrespectful. All of that can go away this weekend. All of that can be washed down the toilet, can be washed away if you win this final, this trophy, the one and only. Carabao Cup. Sure, it's the only. Aren't how many times do we have to lose to Liverpool in Cup Finals? For it can't be acceptable anymore. The time has come. It ends now, and it will end now. 
I am picking Chelsea to win 2-1 in <laughs> regulation, boys and girls. It's going to be Christopher Nakuku coming off the bench, scoring the game-winning goal. As John Champion beautifully describes it, as Nakuku sw- sw- swings his shirt around as he takes it off, as he earns his de facto, as me and Andrew would say, earns his pinstripes. <laughs> Winning the Carabao Cup final. And again, a trophy that Tottenham won't be able to, uh, won't win this year. Another trophy Tottenham won't win because that's what they never do is win trophies. And that would mean Mauricio Pochettino, who is a very mid-manager, already has more trophies with Chelsea than he did at all with Tottenham. So yes, this is important. Liverpool, who is it? Salah may not play. Nunez may not play. Allison's not going to play. Christian, you tell me who else is going to play. Trent Jota. Jota. Jones. Boys it's, boys, it's there. It's it's time to strike while the iron is hot. The time is now. As Jurgen Klopp proceeds to pull down his cap. Aren't you it. sick and tired of that <laughs> clown doing that stupid fist bump? Because I am. It's trademarked. Yeah, I don't give a Jacob, if you had a message for Potts, what would you tell him? Step on their freaking throat. But just, but, but just, Moises Caicedo, I swear to God, if you commit a fr- some stupid yellow card outside the box, I s- oh my God. I- and want the ball, please. Moises Caicedo, want the ball. Can you want the ball, please? And not get scared when it's coming your way. You know, I mean, for someone with all this money, could, could you handle the ball, please? But no, it's funny. Even though I want Nakuku to start, part of me wants him to come off the bench because I know Pochettino won't let him play 90 minutes yet. So and he'll probably go with the same 11 he did against City. I honestly think he should. But I'm telling you, this is going to be Christopher. I don't know who's going to score the first goal. Maybe it'll be like a header from like a... Off a corner from Axel DeSassi. I'll pick him because he already scored against Liverpool this year. And then my guy, Christopher Nakuku, will score the game-winning goal in the 85th minute. And John Champion, who better be calling this game ESPN. I can I can already see I can already see, hear the call. It's, and and Kiko, <laughs> he has his shining moment in blue. You could say Stuart Robson that he has earned his pinstripes tonight. <laughs> a lot of time sitting down due to injury. What a strike from Nkuku. It'll be like it'll be like when Mo- it'll be like when his first goal. <laughs> Look at this ball from Enzo Fernandez. Perfect position. <laughs> Good touch. Good strike on the ball. I want to score a goal like the one he scored against Liverpool at Anfield when he put it through Van Dyke's legs. That'd be nice. I already see Jacob's pet pep talk to the poach. I want this game badly, boys. It's like when this... Travis Kelsey's like, "This is I wanted the Super Bowl more than any before. That's how I feel.
Yep. <laughs> that and, and and for the folks who, uh, who want to take the time, look up Al Pacino any given Sunday uh, speech. That'll be that, that's what I want Pochettino to do. <laughs> give give me I want the cup. Oh, we know. All right, we could we could sell. You ready? You're, Liverpool. We're, we're... I mean, I want to poop. I, I want to spoil Jurgen Klopp's freaking farewell oh. tour. I'm sick of your club with that stupid. Oh, boohoo. With that stupid grin. What do you want? You 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 have you've won enough. You 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 still can still win. Excuse me, excuse me. You can still win the Premier League. Okay. I can't. Let me let let us have this, please. Jacob. Jacob. Your club won the Champions League three years ago. It's been a long, hard. Shut up! No, shut up! No, shut up! You do not no. say it's been a long time. You do not say. Do no, not I said it's been a long say. hard. Th- no, 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 no. I said it's been a long hard three years since then. That's what oh, I was. That's saying. a quick recovery there. Okay. okay. And that's what I was saying before. You just didn't hear me correctly. That's what no. I said. It's been oh, a long no. hard three years since I then. I don't want. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear. You're becoming. You're becoming like Tuchel, Doc Rivers level. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> I no. I am the biggest, I am the most anti Tuchel Doc Rivers person that there is. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I, I told Potch, you know, <laughs> I, I want to wear an all black suit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. real, real quick before we end the, the podcast, we have to end with something fun, something, something very lighthearted. Uh, tonight, we're recording this on Wednesday, February 21st. It is opening night of the MLS. We know Jacob didn't watch. We're not going to talk about Inter-Miami and Real Salt Lake, even though Christian and I probably could for a while. Uh, oh, probably, but Inter-Miami won 2-0. Who, uh, who would have guessed? But uh, they advertised this on the broadcast multiple times. Apple released a special uh, messy uh, workout pre-match playlist. And supposedly, the gimmick is he listens. This is his personal playlist that he listens to during his warm ups. I need one guess from each of you on a. Are, they, are, they, are any of them? In, are there? Are any of them English songs? Like, yes, there think? are. There are oh, some okay. English songs. Yes, yeah, they're all Spanish. You want, you want us to guess an artist, or or can guess you, a song? Can you, can you give us some semblance of a hint? I mean, who knows what the hell he listens to? I mean. You'd be shocked what's on this play. There's things from all over the place on this playlist, in terms of genres. But it's mostly it's mostly Latin. It's mostly Latin. I'll say well, that. I'm I don't want to guess that because that's gonna make it hard. But but there are some shockers on here. I'm trying, think, I'm trying to think of what the shocker is. Um, what, what what big name rapper does he listen to? No, I, I don't think it's a rapper. No rap. Well, Latin rap it could be Latin rap. No, I don't think it's a rapper. I, I think it's like some iconic pops. I feel like he I, I, does he have Adele? I don't know why I'm, I'm getting Adele vibes. It could be way off, but I don't know. Is that the big shocker? Nope, not Adele. I have no yeah, idea. We'll throw her name out here. She's popular right now. Taylor Swift. I don't know. No Taylor Swift. Well, let me just say what he has 
So he, for one, near the top of this playlist is Despacito. Uh, oh which yeah, is, which is insane. That is a great uh, song, but yeah. There's a lot of Bad Bunny. Oh, oh, I wish Ricardo were here right now. Hustling by Rick Ross. He's he he really is a Miami guy. Don't stop the music by Rihanna. Okay. Yeah, Feel good bad. ink from Gorillas. I don't know that song. <laughs> Highway to Hell by ACDC. What? That's I'm, a great song. Hey, I'm, got... I'm not joking. Wow. He's got struck in there, but I mean, first person shooter by Drake, J. Cole. I mean, he, I'm trying to look at this. He, he has you two on this playlist. <laughs> I mean, there's it's the most random workout playlist that could be like that. I could probably get behind actually. There's some Pitbull, of course. Oh, of course. Um, there's some Pitbull, but I mean, some some J Balvin. I mean, I. It's actually not. I don't think it's a bad playlist. I don't think I, I have to send this send this to you guys, but uh, I don't know. It's what if it's what I expected from Messi. I don't know if I, I expected I, I, Highway I, to Hell from him. I didn't expect yeah. Hustling by Rick Ross. From Hustling him. by Rick Ross it was one of the I, funnier I, ones. I just love that. Oh, oh, oh! Viva La Vida by Coldplay's on this too. It's a good song, banger. Yeah, but is that is that a warm up song? No, that's no. what I'm saying. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like a workout warm up song. Hey, whatever gets him ready to go, I guess. Right. I just imagine him trying to sing "Viva La Vida" during well, during his warm up. He's like hitting a free kick. That'd, that'd be a good English. That'd be a good English lesson. <laughs> Try and sing that song. <laughs> oh, dude, I, 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 that's what I want to see. We're, we're predicting John Champion's calls. I want to hear Messi sing "Viva La Vida." I should, I want to hear Messi speak in English for like a minute without without stopping. That's what I want to see. Is that your is that your challenge to him by the end of the season? I just I don't know. I mean I, I mean I'm not you know I sh- I th- I really want to hear him speak English. I mean I'm not saying he can. It's easier said than done learning a new language, yeah. obviously. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But I am curious. I do think that him probably after the reason he went to Miami is because he could get him to speak in Spanish. I do think that was part of the allure. Oh, and yeah, again, whoever, whoever the hell is this translator? God, what a great job to have! Oh my God, well, Miami. I mean, it's, it's talked about in the past. Miami, big Argentinian population as well. Um, I mean, you, you saw the photo, the famous photos of him getting Argentinian style pizza uh, there that that people were semi clowning, but not knowing the full context behind Argentinian pizza. Go, going to going to Publix in public. Like, Publix iconic iconic images. Like that was in that was in Apple's uh like uh pre-match like hype videos. Like they're showing Messi at Publix. They're like he's just like us. <laughs> but um yeah so I, I saw that on the broadcast. I'm sure Christian saw it too and I had the I made note of it right away. I'm like we we gotta talk about this. So I'm glad we did. But anyways, I'm going to hop off and listen to this playlist as I try to go to sleep. So uh, I had enough of talking to both of you about soccer for about two hours. This is one of our longer episodes. So uh, congratulations. That's right. uh, Here we go to Sunday. Yeah, here we go. John Champion. (laughs) We go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But before we sign off, 
I speaking of fab quickly, I need to say for a minute fab's video on Mbappe explained the whole situation better than any tweet did for the past year on the Mbappe situation. Applause for Fabrizio Romano, who still gets a lot of reporting wrong. <laughs> but but I will gladly... He had one of the best explanations I've ever seen. It's like Thierry Henry breaking down a highlight. It was, it, it was exquisite. And him saying that uh, we will know once he informs PSG was all I needed to hear. Uh, so thank you, Fabrizio Romano. You are a godsend. But anyways, you boys have anything else? Nope. Go Chelsea. Go John Champion and Stuart Robson. One of my favorite duos. All side. Yeah. Hope Stuart Robson's calling the game on Saturday. Anyways, um, it was great talking to you guys. We'll see what happens next week. Peace out.